Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray. And folks, we are broadcasting as usual from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you're looking for a bank that is going to impress you in terms of their service, but they're not going to disappoint you by being in the paper on Monday morning, and you know what I mean by that if you've been following the financial news this year with bank failures, uh, you know, Renaissance Bank is a rock-solid balance sheet and they are big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them as a bank, but they're small enough to do it in a personal way. Now, I know that's a big package, and that's, those are big promises, but that's what I've found myself with me and the clients that I work with in our dealings with Renaissance Bank. So if that's what you're looking for in a bank, go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices and give them a call. And guess what? You'll have live people that answer the phone, and you can leave voicemails for what have you. And it's it's they're like real people there. It's imagine that Renaissance Bank understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Yuquan Holloway. Yuquan is the uh, she's the founder. She's principal at Holloway Consulting Group. Quan, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you. So let's give everyone an introduction to your firm. How are you helping folks out there? Sure. At Holloway Consulting Group, we demystify project management and process improvement. We help companies figure out how to deliver projects on time, on quality, with budget, while having a great time. And we also help them improve processes when they're not able to deliver whatever the service is to their specific client that they're in the habit of doing um, in a great way. And so we are, we're helping them demystify by working with them and doing it ourselves as, as leaders in the industry and by helping their people get better at leading projects and improving processes as well. Mm, okay. That, that sounds like great work. Uh, talk about your journey and, and kind of what led you to start your firm and, and your background. Sure. So I'm by trade a civil engineer. And it's funny, I say by trade, really by education. And, um, but I worked for over 20 years at the intersection of business and IT, mm. mostly at the Coca-Cola company. I spent great time there learning in the food service business, in the um, corporate technology side of the business. And I got the opportunity in 2017 to leave the company and do other things or to stay at the company and continue, um, continue learning and growing there. And I said, well, I've been doing this for probably, I think at that time, 18 years, I probably have 18 more years to work. I'm going to just test it out, go outside, see what I can do, see what kind of fun I can have. Mm. And I was thinking deeply on it and I thought, I'm going to do what I had the most fun doing while I was at Coke, which was lead projects. And I was doing it first as a solopreneur, mm -hmm. having a great time, 
um, being amazed that I could work on one project at a time because I usually would have nine or ten back in the <laughs> <laughs> in cor- yeah, corporates like that, right? Back in the days yeah. when I was a you know a project manager, right? Um, because I had moved from project management to leading project managers and the leading a department, and mm. so I thought, well, man, this is I'm having an awesome time just leading this one project. Mm-hmm. I really made it fun, and people started calling and asking for more. Ah. and I thought, okay, well, I guess I guess I can take on one more, and then. Oh, I guess I can take on one more. And then I added, started adding people to help. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have a company. I'm an accidental entrepreneur. So that's kind of how I ended up here. Um, just starting by having a great time and trying to recapture what I like most during my corporate career mm-hmm. and then building a practice around it because there's definitely a need for it since people kept calling about it. Yeah, what a great story. Uh, what, what is it about the environment of, of Coca-Cola that really uh, launched you into success? Because we hear this, um, I mean, I've interviewed a ton of people in the studio, and um, that seems to, for ex-Coca-Cola executives like you, that seems to be a common theme, that they, whether they mean to or not, <laughs> they, <laughs> they generate great entrepreneurs like you. Yeah, I think it's a, it can be such a great opportunity. I would imagine even like some of some other very large businesses where you have the opportunity to do lots of different things inside mm-hmm. of that organization. Mm. So, you know, I came in as an analyst. I got to be a project manager. I got to learn Lean Six Sigma and apply it. If you think about applying a tool or something you learned at an organization like a Coca-Cola, you have so many different places mm. to try it and see it. And so what just the Lean Six Sigma th- side of things, I got to apply it in IT, which kind of was unheard of at the time. Mm-hmm. And then some of my coworkers were doing the same with treasury and insurance and um, other financial organizations. And they bring us, bring me along and say, Hey, help me run this workshop. Uh, help me run this workshop in HR, HR and Lean Six Sigma. That's interesting. And so it was just such an education and it's probably not as easy to get that type of education in other places that could be a, a tad smaller, mm-hmm. um, so many opportunities to try and grow and learn things. And then I, I think I had a boss there who was a retired military general. <laughs> <laughs> He'd done a couple of stints in Vietnam, right? Oh boy! Yeah. And that's how he ran our shop. And uh-huh. that was an awesome opp- opportunity and education as well. Didn't feel like it at the time, but we had lunch the other day, and I told him I still pretend like I work for you. Even really? though I work for myself, because oh, wow. I know what he's going to ask me. Uh-huh. I know what kind of standards he had for us as a team. Right, he was tough. I just had some really great, really great managers, um, really great experience, some really tough experiences, and some bad managers, and all those things really grow you. So I think just having that much time at that organization of that size mm-hmm. gave me so many opportunities. So I think that's probably what can launch people that come out of that environment. Um, just like if they come out of probably, I don't know, the army. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, so you really, what you're describing, that, that's really cool, by the way. And what, what you're describing is you really came out uh, kind of battle-tested, and pardon the pun, <laughs> hardened uh, toward entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. You, you knew what you were in for, yeah. in a way. Um, so that that's that's great stuff. Let's talk about business processes. So, um, when you 
um, I guess how how do your clients know they've got a business process problem, right? Because um, <laughs> I can imagine a lot of clients might look or of yours might look at what they've got and they may recognize a problem, but they don't see, they don't think in business process terms, right? Right. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. And I like that you're asking the question this way, because I'm always telling people, we're great people to call when you have a business process problem, when your processes aren't meeting your customers' needs. Mm -hmm. But the way you ask the question kind of makes me think, do people even know they have a business process problem? Right. I, I would think, and that we're having this conversation, yeah. that I, if, as a business owner, I would think I have a people problem more than I often think I have a process problem. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't the people doing what I asked them to do? Why aren't they getting shipments out on time? Why are they answering phone calls so late? Mm-hmm. And why, why are our metrics failing? And so those are often signs of process problems and not necessarily people problems, but I can see how a business leader may think they have people problems. And so we ask for people to call us when they have process problems, when they're not meeting their clients' needs like they used to be able to. Maybe they've grown and they're scaling and they just can't get the things out the door, or maybe they've lost associates and, or they feel like, you know, we're not answering the calls. We're not doing something that we need to do. Um, we we are about to launch new software, but we want to make sure all of our processes are solid before they create our systems to match the way we do things today. That's not going to work. That's just going to, you know, make junk easier to get to quicker. So um, people need to call. People would call us when they have a process problem, but that typically presents as a people problem. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Um, and that. They want to kind of get to you before they start launching into the people, right? Because right. people are such a valuable asset, right? So it's really important to properly diagnose what the problem is. Right. But get, maybe, can you give an example of maybe what that looks like um, where you've gotten into a situation with a client maybe and that client thought it was a people problem and you identified a process problem. Sure. Sure. Um, just, we just did a process mapping workshop. I know that sounds so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need some coffee for that one. And I I love to start really early, but I've gotten sensible over the years. I'm like, okay, people do not want to get to your process mapping workshop at 8 a.m. Yeah. Um, But the reason we had this process mapping workshop is because I was talking to a client. We were preparing to launch some training for her associates. And I said, hey, how did your week go? Just being kind and getting getting ready to get off the phone. I hope you had a good week. And she's like, it was miserable. Mm. Um, One of my my associates' fathers passed two weeks ago. She's dealing with a lot of things. But we still had to do performance incentives and give people their bonuses mm. and their raises. Right. But she's the only person that knows how to do that. And I didn't want to disturb her while she grieves. So it was all hands on deck. And we were trying to figure out how to get this done for over a thousand associates by the deadline. And I thought, that's not a problem on the associate who lost a parent. That That's a problem on the business and that Nobody knows how to do anything for this process except one person. Mm. It's not easy. It's not documented. There are no backups. There's just this one person. And so she saw it as a 
problem that that person had had, but truly it was kind of a process problem and a business problem, business continuity problem. And so I suggested, I said, hey, would it be valuable for you if we were to map out all the processes in your organization? She had a growing organization, but a very small team, Mm. one person for each process, one person for talent management, one person for um, compensation, one person for benefits. And so those people are tied to their roles. If they take a vacation, if they're out sick, nobody knows what to do. And so we spent a day mapping their processes and getting very clear on how the process currently flow, um, documented that so that they have information about it for later. But we also uncovered a lot of hot points and um, pain points Mm. throughout the organization. And we were able to capture that and determine which ones needed to be improved. They were having some issues in how they worked with payroll. We brought payroll into the same conversation and Mm. got those things documented and on the table. Of course, a couple of people were touchy and nervous about it, right? Sure. They've had these roles for years and nobody's been in their business, uh, you know, (laughs) and now we're about to uncover and get everything clean and organized. So actually one of my, one of the top calls I'll get is from HR leaders um, because of this type of thing, mm-hmm. but they have to know that this is the type of call they need to make, that it's not a people problem or to just keep throwing new people or backup people. But, you know, are the processes clear? Do they work as designed? Are they right for what you're trying to do and the experience you're trying to give your customer? Yeah. And, and you're coming at it from an empowerment point of view. Exactly. Right. Um, and, and that's what people, I would think that's part, part of what you have to do with every client is you have to um, understand, help them understand kind of the, 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 the name of the game here, if you yes. will, right. That this is not about, um, uh, some sort of artificial metric or something like this. This is about people and, and making you, giving you an environment to do your job better. It is. And it's funny because I'm having to, I remind myself of these things. I'm, we're trying to straighten out some things in our recruiting process. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's going on? Why does this take this long? And I'm like, Oh, 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 you're about to fall into the same hole you coach other people. <laughs> well, and, you, and thank you for that, because what you're illustrating is this happens to all of us, right? Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Right. Yeah, good good stuff. Quan Holloway is with us, folks. She is with Holloway Consulting Group. So let's talk about the, uh, maybe the types of, are there, is there any kind of company that, has a bigger problem with this than another, or is this pretty much across the board? I think it's across the board. Is it more age and stage? Age and stage. Like a fast growing company or what have you, or what, what do you even, think? That's a good question. I think larger organizations that have been around for a while are more apt to take a look at these types of things. Cause they're always looking for the small wins, they're like on a constant march of looking at the small wins. Mm. And I think smaller companies and, and newer companies are so busy just trying to get things stood up that they aren't there yet. But this is a great way to stand a, stand an organization up. I mean, if you set things up right from the get-go, that's awesome. But typically it's the larger, more established companies that are on the hunt for the wins and it's the larger, more established companies that are often looking for the best software or best, you know, systems that are going to give them an edge up 
over their competition. Mm -hmm. And so they end up using services like mine more. Um, And smaller companies are, you know, especially if they're newer, they're like, is this something I even need to do? I'm I'm just trying to get orders out the door. I don't have time to think about the way we do it just yet. Right. Right. Well, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Let me shift gears just a minute because I want to go back to the people mm-hmm. piece of this because this is really, I think, I think what listeners want to hear because people are so important to their business. They are. Um, one of the things that you talk about is upskill, upskilling associates mm-hmm. by teaching them how to problem solve. And that, speaking of empowerment, that's what we're talking about that there, is, right? That so, is. so let's dive into that. That is my favorite of all favorite things to do, and I'm trying to do more and more of it. Um, People want to be valued and people want to feel valuable and they want to be engaged and do well at their roles. And I think they often struggle with how do I do that? Mm. Because things in the world shift so quickly and focus changes every day. And you're, you know, we're going after this this month and we're going after that. And people may not have the playbook on how they can adapt and change. They may not have the playbook on how to be successful in their space. And so one of the biggest things I got, I remember in 2005, was a four-week, it probably wasn't four-week, it felt like four weeks. It was probably just one full week of Lean Six Sigma training. Mm. And I got my four binders. Um, We did define, measure, analyze, improve, and control, which are the, um, that's what the mnemonic demaic stands for, right? And I would take that, I took that over the next five, probably seven years and just applied it to almost anything, especially when I get stuck with something as a project manager working for that military boss. And I'd say, oh, I probably could pull this tool out and use it. And then I got the opportunity to do it as a full-time job for several years. Best job I ever had at Coca-Cola because I got to see so much of the business. But I thought, and I still think today, and our biggest, my, our biggest success stories are going into businesses and training their associates on how to use a tool set, specifically DMAIC paired with project management tools, and then giving that associate an, a coach a behind-the-scenes coach for 90 days mm. that they meet with every two weeks mm-hmm. for just 30 minutes to talk to them about their specific project or problem that they're working to solve and get coaching on, try this. Did you try this tool? Oh, here's something we didn't necessarily cover in training, but you could use it on this. I've used it before. People with lots of experience. And when that 90 days is up, you have an associate who knows how to apply problem-solving tools to their daily jobs, but they've also delivered a project that had some value in it. So for one of our clients in our first year, we had about $100,000 worth of savings in the business after a year Mm -hmm. of about 15 to maybe it was 17 associates who went through that first year. And that was just with what we like to call lean for project managers, a one day course. This year we're rolling out a green belt level type course. And that means they're getting a lot more hands-on tools, and we think each associate will be able to deliver at least 50000 in savings. But that's about empowering people and teaching them how to fish and not just saying, hey, you do this for a living. You're our patient coordinator or you're the analyst in this space. But 
hey, you do this, but you have free license to recommend improvements, mm. to research, to do things. And it really, I think, engages some associates to the next level and make them feel like they're a really valuable part of the team. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you, the coaches you mentioned, do they come with from within the organization or without? They come from my from, organization. From your organization. Okay, so you, 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 they parachute in to help mm-hmm. that associate after – after the training. After the training, yeah. And they typically, like if it's a person that's a finance person, I have a guy who's been doing, um, he's a black belt in the finance space. Um, but it can be, I mean, once you've applied and seen things work across several industries, you can apply them anywhere. But it just gives that person, you know how you go to a training and you sit there and you're like, yay. And then you go home and you're like, okay, well, what am I supposed to, how do I do this? So mm-hmm. they're that behind the scenes person just kind of boosting you up and helping you keep pushing through when you hit the walls like you're going to hit. I think it's just been an awesome program that I'm very excited about getting into the hands of other organizations. How do you talk to uh, clients uh, and particularly potential clients who are thinking about hiring you and looking at your services as an investment, how do you talk about like the, the return that they're going to get? Yeah. I mean, because that, that, that's kind of hard. And uh, this comes up because of what you just mentioned, that mm-hmm. 50,000 per associate kind of savings. Mm-hmm. How do you come up with that? Well, right now we're building a dashboard of results that okay. we've actually seen, because if you think about savings, every project isn't going to be about saving dollars. Some might be about increasing revenue, Some might be about removing risk that you could potentially get fined for. Mm. Some might be about increasing employee retention Mm. or improving customer satisfaction. Right. And so we're working to really summarize for um, summarize from the results that we do have to share back with other companies in a way that doesn't uncover anything for the other places to show. See, this is, you know, this is a small investment in your associate for what you're going to see them be able to return back to the business right? for them as an associate and their happiness and feeling like they're valuable, but also for what they're going to do once they are let loose inside your environment. I think the large companies know that the small companies know it too, but they have to count their dollars a little bit more. And so it's, it's that um, you, you ask a great question of making that sell and helping them understand how beneficial this, this can be. Yeah. Um, because they, if they understand that, they they may want to dive deeper into the pool, right? That's right. Um, um, but every one of those components that you talked about, whether it's uh, customer retention, employee retention, mm-hmm. uh, they all have either revenue and or expense implications. Every one of them. Every right? last one of them. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty. I won't say it's easy, but it it there's certainly a relationship there that you can track yeah, definitely. along the way. And, and I've noticed a lot of companies are looking for something to um, do with their high potential associates. They'll mm-hmm. say, okay, this, this person definitely has high potential. I want to retain them. I want to put them and throw them at the company's biggest problems. Um, they have the energy. This is the perfect kind of thing for that high potential associate. Mm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Quan Holloway is with us folks. She's the founder uh, CEO, principal consultant at Holloway Consulting Group. So are there certain size organizations that you work with? I typically am working with, I like to say the Fortune, 
always need to know where this number comes in at. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more like Fortune 100s because they often have lots of initiatives going on. Mm-hmm. They have projects that they can't they they can't totally staff from inside their company. Right. Um, they have fast moving things going and problems that they need solved quickly and they they need to throw help and attention at it. Mm-hmm. And so those are the organizations that we're typically working with or large nonprofits. Oh, okay. It's, we've had a lot of success in working with large nonprofits as well. Got it. Mm-hmm. Any industry focus per se, or it's pretty across the board? It's pretty across the board. Okay. I think concrete, pizza, AIDS. I mean, it's and and for years, I for the past couple of years, I'm like, I need to say my niche is this, and I'd say it's I don't have a specific industry. It's more a specific. Um, Problem. Problem. <laughs> That's a niche. <laughs> that niche. <laughs> yes, that is a niche. A problem. Um, big lesson in that, folks. There's there, there are niches that are composed by things other than just industries, right? I, I love that you've said that, and I'm going to write that down because I don't want to lose it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I may have said something people people need to remember. That'll you be do. a first. It's but a, uh, <laughs> It's a quotable. <laughs> but um, – um, that's cool. So let, let's let's talk about. Um, well, let's get to a success story. I really want to get that out because I can imagine you've got plenty. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, you don't have to mention names. But we don't want to mention names. But just the situation of where you your work has brought transformation to a, a client, and they're overjoyed with uh, their association yeah. with your organization. I had a relationship start with a client because of. Uh former associate and they're a large um, organization that's headquartered here out of Atlanta, but they had, uh, they had a workday implementation coming up and they knew they had one full year to get ready to do workday and workday is a large um, people management software. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's where you put people's information about who they are is where you, how you promote them. It's how you track their time off. Mm. It's how you track everything about the people in your organization and you can't get it wrong. I mean, you could mess up people's paychecks. I've been in an organization where they messed up paychecks. It made me cry at least once a week because people weren't getting paid, but anyway, and so they knew that in order to get ready for it, they needed all of their information about their people processes document it very quickly in time for the implementers to write the business requirements and start to code and get them on their way. And Mm. they just had thrown their hands up. How do we even get this done? Mm. And I said, we can create a two day workshop and we can come in and get all of your processes mapped. Now that means we had to identify all the stakeholders ahead of time. We had to have interviews with those stakeholders, um, but we were able to get all of that information together and in play and ready for them to get workday started so they could get their get their system implemented on time and with high quality. And that was the start of a great relationship with mm. that company. I mean, that was a small two-day workshop, but then that turned into how do we solve the issues we're having with um, the amount of associates that never came back after the pandemic, when mm. we still kind of have them in a limbo situation on payroll. Yeah. Um, you know, this kind of fake FMLA situation we have going on. Um, 
<laughs> then how do we, you know, set our objectives and agenda for the years? It's just an amazing amount of different problems. They said, oh, we can throw this at this type of problem, that type of problem. Mm, that, that, so you brought a pretty liberating process to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can see how organizations look at some of these issues and, you know, there's like BHAG, right? Big, hairy, audacious goals where right. there's BHAPs, right? <laughs> Big, hairy, audacious problems. Oh, I like BHAPs. Right? Okay. Yeah. And, and, and they see this problem as just too big to tackle and they just let it go, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and what you're saying is, I've got a way to help you dive in. Exactly. And they're running an operation. And so they don't have necessarily time to stop and say, hold on, how do I... How do we deal with this? It's like noises in the background. Mm. And what I'll see people do is they'll throw temporary associates at it. Mm. So um, I worked with a client and they wanted to automate their accounts receivable, right? They were getting, um, they were getting accounts payable. They were getting a thousand invoices a day, which. Payable, yeah. <laughs> accounts payable. payable, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of invoices. That's a lot of invoices. And so they had this huge staff who had to look at it and code it and put it in the right place and pay it. And so they implemented a tool that didn't necessarily give them everything they needed. They couldn't pay their Canadian vendors with it. And so they just threw another person at it. So this person has to parse through. They have to go through the system. They have to find all the Canadian invoices. And then they have to pay the Canadian invoices. And I'm mm. like, that's they're paying a really they're paying a hefty price for a tool that's supposed to do the heavy lifting right then they got a person combing through this so no let's figure out why you can't do this and let's put that person on something else that you have going instead of this problem because they're smarter they can do other things and um so it's people just deal with stuff and they keep it moving is the is what i'm trying to explain Mm -hmm. but every now and then then it's a great idea to take a pause and say what's keeping us from being great Mm -hmm. like what's why aren't we able to do this let's solve it and get it done and move on to the next thing and so that's what we we see ourselves as helping people deal with those little idiosyncrasies or those things that aren't allowing them to be as great as they can be yeah wow superb work from Quan holloway um she is with holloway consulting group Wow, this has been a lot of fun. It's been fun you, for you, me too. You, you make business process fun. No. It is so fun. Let me yeah. tell you, we have a great time. We yeah. we play a little games. We people get you'd be surprised in in all honesty how much this will bond a team because mm. people and I can see the people that come in with a chip on their shoulder about it, especially as their baby. Right. Everybody's told them their baby is ugly. Right. They've had this baby for fifteen years, <laughs> <laughs> and. It used to be great, or why right. are they treating them this way? And that's my first person I'm working to really win over. Yeah. And by the end, they they finally feel heard and vindicated, and everybody's on board. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get this baby some braces, mm-hmm. and she's gonna be beautiful, right? Right. Yeah. So it's a really great bonding activity for a team because they come in sometimes a little bit nervous. What's sure. going to get uncovered? Are people trying to make me look a certain way? Yeah. And they leave feeling like this is us and this is our and not me. And so oh, wow. I, it's really a great people process. Yeah. That, wow. That, that's terrific. Mm-hmm. What great work from uh, Quan Holloway, Holloway consulting group. Well, I can't imagine there, there aren't some folks that listening to this interview wouldn't want to be in touch with you and learn more about your work and your services. So let's give them directions on how they can do sure. that. Sure. 
We are on the World Wide Web at HollowayCG.com. You can email us at info at HollowayCG.com. We're on all the socials. You're welcome to follow me on LinkedIn at Yaquan Holloway. Um, we're actually on Twitter, not Twitter. <laughs> I just I just look at Twitter every day. I don't I don't post anything. <laughs> we're on um, YouTube. And I put informational videos there, okay. Facebook and, and uh, Instagram. But. And, and folks, if you're driving along, uh, don't worry. We'll have all this in the show notes so you can check it out uh, later and get links to it all. Yeah. And even in the, you'll find if you, um, when you go to HollowayCG.com, if you want to take the course that we're offering to associates for a very reasonable price and pair it with coaching or not, mm. you'll see that at our website. Um, we'd love for you to check check out Lean for Project Managers. I think it's an awesome course okay. where we're just stepping you through the principles and giving you and engaging with you as well. Got it. Uh, we'll we'll make sure to put a link to that in the show notes as well. Sounds awesome. Terrific. Quan Holloway with Holloway Consulting Group. Thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate you having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Um, Hey, folks, just a quick uh, thought for you. Speaking of dysfunction, <laughs> um, if you've got problems in with administrative tasks, bookkeeping, other pieces of your business that as a small business owner, you really need to give up, but you've been reluctant to because you don't know how. Well, I've got a solution for you. Pick up the phone and call SCS Cabido, who's the chief executive angel at Office Angels. She has a whole team of angels that have various areas of expertise. They fly in, get the job done, get that dysfunction swept out the door, and you don't have to worry about it. You can worry about other bigger issues in your business. Um, I know about their work. They do tremendous work. I know myself because I'm a client of theirs, and I couldn't run my business without them. So. Give Essie a call, 770-442-9246. Tell her I sent you. Or you can also, if you're shy, go to officeangels.us to learn more before you call. But just give her a call, and I think you'll be glad you did. Hey, just an update. Uh, I've got a new book coming out later this year. It's called The Price and Value Journey, Raising Your Confidence, Your Value, and Your Prices Using the Generosity Mindset Method. If you're a professional services provider, that has a pricing problem, um, this book may be for you. So if you want more information, go to pricevaluejourney.com. You can sign up for updates and learn more about that. And a thank you to you, our listeners. You have uh, supported us over these past seven years in just uh, an unbelievable outpouring of support, and we are so grateful for you. Um, Please continue to do what you have done over these seven years, and that is share the show. Uh, give us love on social media uh, because it's all about celebrating the great work of business leaders in our community uh, like Quan Holloway and the other uh, guests we've had on this show over the years. We're here to be the voice of business for great business leaders in this community. So help us help live into that mission. And we're grateful for you. So for my guest, Quan Holloway, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.